Hello, and welcome to the Big One Podcast. Uh, this is B-Boy, and with me, as always, is David New Guy Kirk. Well, hello. And again, yes, we are the Big One Podcast, Podcast Big One. Uh, come follow us on Twitter at Podcast Big One, or uh, now you can come and follow us on Spotify. Hey, we're finally, yeah. we made it. We made it, big boy. We're new age, man. B-boy, we are big time, and I'm There's so like, proud of us for finally making it. Uh, yeah. I did notice, though, I don't know if you searched for us on Spotify as well. I did not. <laughs> uh well, one of us cares about this show, and that person <laughs> did search for it. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you just search for the big one, it just comes up with an admittedly really interesting podcast about uh, a future potential earthquake in uh, Los Angeles. But mm. if you actually want to find us, you got to search the big one space NASCAR. Ah, I see. I see. So, we gotta we gotta have that NASCAR. Pro pro tip for anyone out there. I mean, just wait till one of our special episodes when NASCAR's off for a week and we talk about the big earthquake in L.A. Whoa. And what are they going to do? That's going to be right. nuts. They won't know how yeah. to deal with it. Exactly. So, so if you're uh, still with us almost two minutes in, um, we are the Big One Podcast and we're all about well racing. I will say racing, not just NASCAR. It's primarily NASCAR. But we're all about racing here at the Big One Podcast. So uh, right before I get started, I do want to mention... Farziga, along with diet and exercise, can lead to excellent podcasting performance, new guy. I mean, hey, freaking tell me about it. That's why this is so good. I know. And uh, Farziga, just, you know, drop the check in the mail. Thank mm. you. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so let's just jump right in. Race recap. Last week, Las Vegas. Yeah. The place that we'll be in it was, uh, uh, X amount of days. Yeah. It was. It was yeah, we are going to be there. It's going to be wonderful. Uh, sorry to everyone out there who uh, can't make it, but Second. we wish you could be there. Uh, what, what were your overall thoughts uh, about the race? Um, it's tough to think about the race without hearing or seeing the word arrow package all over the damn place. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I would probably just give it a straight B. Maybe it's close to a B minus, I would say, for me. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Yeah, I'd agree completely. Um, I... Uh, it, it was just, you know, pretty bog standard what I would expect from a mile and a half track. Yeah, uh, it's, just, it's Vegas, man. It's, it's, just, it, it, it's always like that. You don't really, you can't expect a whole lot from Vegas. And I mm-hmm. think especially with uh, with this new aero package, uh, it's just, I'm really interested to see how all of this plays out because there is a, there's a very real possibility that at this track, because it was the first time that they've ever run this full package, mm-hmm. were they playing it more cautious this time? And was the result, or what was the no cautions, no wrecks, nothing like that? Uh, was that the result of them playing it more cautious or is that the result of the actual new package? It's, it's going to be interesting to see what the rest of the season to see. You know, whether or not this is a predictor for what mm-hmm. we will be seeing, or this is just the result of something new being introduced to the series. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like it was, uh, it was, it was a lot like a, any kind of mile and a half la- last year. Um, although the restarts were a little bit more fun, but we had so few of them. And so I think, uh, a lot of people maybe had a tainted feeling because, uh, mm. just like when they're promised changes from a president, uh, who campaigns on change and then like, gets in there and then doesn't immediately impact uh they immediately turn against them because they expected it to go from zero to 100 and that's not exactly what happened the restarts i thought got better they're better just naturally because of the way the cars Mm -hmm. are now Mm -hmm. um and then the kind of freedom that you have with them but uh the the rest of the races is it was still a mile and a half they still got spread out it still got tough to pass and and even now now you don't even have the ability to just yeah. outrun the guy by running harder, yeah. which I don't think really happens until the end of the race anyway. Yeah, but it just it wasn't even a, a, a something you could do. You know, it's interesting you say that. I, I'm now thinking about it, and I really feel like NASCAR marketed this new aero package a bit too much, a bit too aggressively because mm-hmm. you know I I was sort of thinking that maybe we would see almost talladega like drafting like people were talking about pack racing we Mm -hmm. might end up seeing that at (coughs) oh excuse me we might end up seeing that at some sort of mile and a half track depending on the configuration 
Yeah, but I, just I doubt it'll I, be I, anything close to pack racing. I, I think no. I think it was just like sort of mismarketed by NASCAR. Yeah, I just I don't think we will just because the the track the track is not got enough banking. Yeah, and the tires wear more than they do at Talladega or Daytona, partially mm. because of the lack of banking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only places that you might see that is like an Auto Club or a Michigan. Um, which at those tracks, yeah. it's like it's not as uh, as much of a thing. So, well, two weeks uh, from now, it'll be interesting to see how Auto Club goes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we can see it. Um, yeah. Cool. So uh, overall, let's get a little recap in here, B boy. Who yeah, would you say good. dominated? Who had issues? And why not? Let's just figure out who won. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's the last one is definitely an opinion piece. Um, so, so who who dominated? Well, Kyle Busch dominated the weekend, but didn't dominate the race. In fact, yeah. he he did uh, do a really good job of like coming through the pack multiple times, uh, kind of like he did at Atlanta, but mm. never never really was the guy to beat. I think at any point during the day, he was just one of the guys up there. You know. Yeah. Um. When it when it comes down to it. Joey Logano dominated stage two. Kevin LaHarvick dominated stage one, um, and that's just that's just kind of how it went, right? William Byron, I think he he led a bunch of laps early. Uh, so my my boy Swervez, my pick last week, actually did end up leading a, a couple yeah. laps. Um, but domination was really just Harvick and Logano, mm-hmm. um, and and uh, fittingly, one of those two won. Unfittingly, it was the one we don't like. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, Harvick was, you know, I was getting worried for a little while there that we might be just seeing a repeat of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Harvick was really, really strong. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's interesting. Again, Pinsky figured stuff out this race. And mm-hmm. Logano and Kozlowski, that Pinsky won too. I mean, that is huge. That, it's, yeah, it's yeah. fantastic work from Pinsky, especially Kozlowski starting 19th. Well, and now we're you know we talked about the Fords and how they didn't skip a beat. They're just yeah. doubling down on that. They're just, they're just so they're so strong. They uh-huh. finished one, two, four, uh, six, seven. Yeah, they I think are those were their top ten. Five so. of the top seven are Ford. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's ridiculous. It's that's great work dumb. by them. Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. Um. Cool. 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 So, uh, you know, obviously, Aero Package is going to dominate a lot of our conversation today. With all this arrow, there's less tire wear. Does that just naturally mean less cautions? Um, I think so. Uh, I think especially this was you don't you don't have huge tire wear at Vegas. Uh, it, it's a pretty vanilla track. I think that that definitely contributed to it. But I also do 100% agree that the stronger arrow is going to lead to fewer cautions. In large part because if your car actually gets out of control, then you're able to rescue it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it's something that is kind of concerning for the rest of the year, and it's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. And you know, potentially, it might turn out that we'll be able to see interesting strategies develop as uh, teams start to. Plan around the idea that they don't have a whole lot of cautions coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Um, they've got to they've got to figure out their spots to make up time. Yeah, Um, and it's going to be really interesting strategy wise how you can go about doing that. And it's interesting because I think it's it's kind of similar to the days old NASCAR that all these fans on Twitter are asking for, um, where some it was just so hard to pass sometimes that like you'd go into a race and it'd just be a strategy race. Like everyone was trying different strategies and that was the only way to move forward. So yeah be interesting but um but yeah uh i i think you said something about it was like fewest cautions um yeah it's uh interesting statistic the fewest cautions in vegas since the inaugural race in 1998 and that's including stage cautions yeah because those are the only cautions we had so gotcha um cool uh thank you oh well thank you so uh what we saw with the qualifying was very interesting i think mm-hmm. uh again you know we 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 talked about it in the previous podcast but i know that you noted some things about uh qualifying that were very interesting if you want to discuss yeah them. yeah i just i to me without going on too much of a rant i don't know that this style of qualifying is is going to work 
for the, any of these tracks. Mm. And, you know, we've got, you know, I've got the, the, the arrow package schedule uh, sitting in front of me right now. Um, how many of these are we running 550 horsepower rules? It's a lot. And all of them do the same qualifying. And I just don't see it really going to be working for any of these tracks. They're all going to wait till the very end to go. And, and, and it's not, it, it is, it is kind of crazy that the way that they're doing it, but it's also very dissatisfying. I think like, uh, as a fan, there were times where I actually did like to watch qualifying, you know, if I yeah. didn't have anything else to watch kind of thing. Um, and I really don't want to sit around and listen to, uh, Daryl Waltrip talk for 58 <laughs> minutes and then see a two minutes worth of qualifying. You know, that's just, yeah, terrible. yeah. if I wanted to watch two minutes worth of racing and a lot of speculation, I'd watch horse racing. Yeah. So do you think that uh, with Quali getting more insane and the possibility of more chaos going on than we saw at Las Vegas, I think especially mm-hmm. as teams grow more and more confident, do you think that we might see crashes during Quali just because of how crazy people are going? I, I think it's, it's definitely going to happen. We saw qual- uh, crashes during qualifying before like we 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 do every year um i don't know that it's going to happen more often and it kind of comes back to exactly what you just or what we were just talking about a second ago which is there's lower lower tire wear stronger arrow just less cautions period right Mm -hmm. i think everyone's Mm -hmm. just kind of in more control or has more control of their car so uh we should probably just see less cautions even in the crazy qualifying yeah yeah it'll be uh Interesting to see how it ends up playing out. I'm really curious to see if NASCAR will end up sticking with this system for the rest of the season or if they'll make some sort of change midway through. Yeah, I, I think uh, they've kind of made their bed. But, yeah, yeah it'll it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, they've I mean, they've got new – basically all these new people coming in to, to run some of the competition and stuff So, or, or make changes for a competition, and maybe they don't necessarily agree with where they're at right now. So maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Uh, so – uh, I know when we were, you know, sitting there and, and chatting about the race while we were watching it, you were talking about something about pit road speed. I mean, I'm sorry if this like uh, comes out of left field kind of thing. It just it was something I remember you talking about. Is pit road speed's the same? The lap times are 10 miles per hour slower. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you were like, mm-hmm. oh, they can do all this stuff with their pitting strategy. And I, I was like, what the hell are you uh, talking? I have no, like I, you know, I'm a NASCAR boy through and through, and I had no clue what the hell you were saying. So I, I brought it up just so you could explain it. Oh, thank you. Here live on the Big One podcast. Wow, so sweet. Yeah. Uh, and also thank you to everyone who's tuning in live. It's uh, very appreciated. Um, yeah. so yeah, this is a, uh, and uh, you know, I might, I might really appreciate this just from my uh, Formula One background, and mm-hmm. because uh, the racing there is so boring. Pit road uh, <laughs> timing is one of the main things that people talk about. Um, but so with this with this change uh, to the aero package and. You know, this will differ from track to track, but specifically at Vegas, lap times on average or uh, lap speed on average is 10 miles per hour slower than last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but pit road time has stayed the same. So like oftentimes at tracks. The pit road speed, it's it's both, you know, the pit road speed exists for the purpose of safety, mm-hmm. but there are margins within which a car can be traveling safely or a NASCAR gotcha. can be traveling safely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they will change the pit road speed at different tracks based upon how long it takes to get around the track to make sure that if you do go pit, you'll end up usually one lap down. Oh, I see. I see. I I had no idea that they did that. Yeah. I feel like at at um these NASCAR tracks, it's kind of just based on the size, the size of the track. Most yeah, of the time. yeah. That's it's just like what, how they said it. It's so. uh, it's like they're they're very interrelated, mm-hmm. right? Like the size of the pit lane ends up. They, well, the the shorter pit lanes end up having lower speeds mm-hmm. because they're smaller, but also because as a result of being smaller, it takes less time to get around the track. Yeah, they treat it more like speed limits on uh, country roads. You yeah. know, in Virginia, <laughs> those sticklers are like 25 miles an hour. It's Martinsville. Uh-huh. And then, you know, in Alabama, they're like, fuck it, 65. <laughs> uh, yeah, so as a result of this, it allows you to have more leeway around your pitting strategies. And you can pit in situations where if cars were going 10 miles per hour faster and had shorter lap time, you, mm-hmm. If you were to pit, that would put you a lap down. But in some scenarios now, 
it won't put your lap down. So uh, there are two specific examples of this that I think are worth uh, bringing up. At the end you, of stage two, the... Hold uh, on. It's just, it's really funny because, like, I thought I put you on the spot here and yet you've got examples. So uh, audience at home, just know you can't stump the new guy. I've always got examples for All right. anything. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> uh yeah, so Kurt Busch, uh, the one car, his crew chief, Matt McCall, sacrificed any stage points by pitting Bush late in the second stage for four tires and then staying on track to assume the lead for the final restart. Uh, he still had to put, he still had to pit earlier than the rest of the lead lap cars in the third stage, but the strategy allowed him to overcome a starting spot of 28th and earned a top five for him. Mm-hmm. So, like, that is something that I really wish that the commentators would be able to pay enough attention to. I mean, it's a hard thing to pay attention to. I, yeah, in the I moment. feel like they they pointed it out a little bit. And in fact, that was actually some of the most exciting racing mm. was because we knew that he was slower. Yeah, but he was still driving the wheels off that yeah. thing in front of everyone yeah. else. So, uh, and then there was another example: uh, Chad Knaus for the twenty four car driven by Mister William Byron. Mm-hmm. Um, they had actually just a splash and go call near the end of the second stage, which I remember seeing and just being like, oh, this is dumb. Why are they doing this? Yeah, but like, I remember that. The more that you saw it actually develop, it turned out to be a really clever strategy that ended up keeping Byron on the lead lap. And uh, he finished 11th in the stage. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know. Uh, for me, I was obviously watching Larson, and Larson was having to do some interesting things like that as well to try and get his l- lap back, um, just because there was no cautions to basically get them uh, yeah. b- back to that lap. So. Yeah, Ugh, it was rough to see. I mean, uh, Larson, he had another penalty. I know, it, I know, it's difficult for you to talk about, but oh, man. too many men over the wall. How does that happen? Like, uh, can you remember how old you were when you learned how to count? Oh boy. Because I think you're qualified to be the guy I that stands like at the I wall am, yeah. and just shoves people that try and go over the wall once you've already got the yeah. uh, recommended number of men. Like, yeah. come on. This is ridiculous. Especially two um, weeks in a row. Yeah. Well, and it, it wasn't a, too many men over the wall last week, but yeah. And also the fact it happened to Austin Dillon this week, mm-hmm. too, which, you know, obviously we weren't necessarily upset about. But it's <laughs> it's it's just such a dumb thing. To get to get in trouble for and it and it was even dumber once they explained it because basically two of these guys were just hanging out really close to the edge of the wall and maybe they were assisting by like catching the tires when they came over but they leaned too far and both of them just kind of fell and touched their hand to the other side of the pit wall yeah and I'm like all right the guy's like maintaining his balance can we do how, you remember in when you were like playing games in the pool and there was the whole like fish out of the water thing when you're playing Marco Polo yeah. like what was the rule? It was like, if your toe's still in it, you're still in the water. Mm-hmm. Like, if if my body hasn't completely fallen over the wall, I'm still behind the wall, all right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, That's just I totally agree. That's just my driver. I think, uh, well, I mean, I think in both these scenarios, for both Larson and the three-car uh, of Austin Dillon, it is really, like, it's a difficult thing because technically they were breaking the rules, but... It's also a dumb rule that that it is that specific mm-hmm. and and that that sort of innocuous action. I believe one of the crew members was picking up a nut that had fallen. Oh yes, you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah, which is basically just trying to make things safer for his teammate. Yeah, yeah. So because those uh like uh have you ever seen like pictures of some of the crew members that they got the like bruises on their legs and stuff? And sometimes it's it's because like when the car takes off and it's spinning those tires uh, as Kevin Harvick was doing coming out of pit lane every day every oh. single time. DW was obsessed with that for some reason. But, uh, yeah, um, yeah, he was spinning <laughs> his tires. But like, yeah, if you run over one of those lug nuts, it shoots it shoot it out. back yeah, at whoever's there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like. It's a dumb thing on both ends. It's dumb that 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 they made that mistake, and it's also really dumb that that is a rule. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we'll see what happens on that. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, uh, you know, I think we're we're kind of really into the storylines now. Some of the storylines that are raised, right? Like uh, the pit, pit penalties was again a big a big issue, and and part of it is because there weren't cautions to help everyone catch back up when they happened. Um, but, but I know you were kind of excited about, uh, Ricky Stenhouse having a pretty good day. Uh, one of my predictions, I did, uh, 
I did predict that he would win, and that did not end up coming true. But mm. still, I mean, sixth place overall, led five laps. Um, he he drove the wheels off that car, and I also think that his team is really figuring out how to actually make something happen with this seventeen mm-hmm. car. Uh, it was it was cool to see he. You know, he still has not earned the respect of the other drivers out there on the track. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, I think everyone just still thinks he's driving too hard. Yeah. But but he kind of needs to with his equipment. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I uh, I like to cheer for him just because of how much he irritates the other drivers. And it's just <laughs> yeah, like yeah. when he does well, he's, it's funnier. Yeah. He's kind of the bad boy out there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was cool to see, and I'm uh, proud of my own level of intelligence for saying that he would do well last week. Yeah, shut it. Yeah, All yeah, right, yeah. we'll go over how we're doing <laughs> on the season, okay? Uh, okay. Uh, All right. Guess, we'll do it later. All I right. guess we'll see. So, um, but uh, another another really good display by all three Penske drivers. Yes. Uh, just yeah. cl- classic Penske, right mm. up top, top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, I know that we said that we would take shots for talking about the new era every time that we've mentioned the new arrow package wait you um, haven't been taking shots oh no i was about to make sure that you had been dude i just filled a whole water bottle full of 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 straight jaeger okay. because I, I i just wanted to be prepared Smart. That's and i'm i'm about halfway through I'll, I'll take a picture and i'll post it on the twitter just right, so yeah. people don't think i'm lying cool um but yeah like i'm okay i'm not halfway i'm like i'm like 60 percent Okay. So. Yeah, I appreciate the distinction. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because I, there's actual levels in this water bottle. Yeah, it's really yeah, easy yeah. To yeah. See. Okay. That's but yeah, the new useful. okay new arrow package. There's another one. Uh, I'll catch up when you're talking about whatever. All right, deal. Um, what what do you think about it? Like, can you give it that a grade individually? Oh, uh, um, a solid B. Solid B again. Right. You know, I mean, it's directly related to the quality of the race, which yeah. we also gave a B. Um, yeah, I, I for me, I'm actually gonna give it a C. Uh, it, it, I'm, I'm again, I don't, I didn't expect it to solve like all the problems or anything, um, but I, I do totally see where like certain drivers were coming from when they're talking about there was just nowhere where they could make up time. It was all about just make sure my car handles well enough oh, that you know? I that I can that I can drive it full out oh. and I don't have to lift that much at all. Yeah. Um. Because every single time you had to lift, that's where you lost time. Mm-hmm. And then and then when you got behind a car, it wasn't so much that it was a slipstream. It was more like following behind an airplane, right? Where the turbulence was just insane. Yeah. And I think that's like actually where your car handled the worst was mm-hmm. like right when you were behind someone. Um, and like all of that combined is just like, man, it does make me wish that we were back in the days where like downforce and the, the arrow was not a thing. No side skirts, you know, no damn splitter, just like fucking cars. They're like the cars you drive every day and they're just out there going fast. Yeah. I don't know that maybe that that's me being a little sentimental or something. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I think, uh. I think you do bring up some good points there. I'm I'm trying to stay open-minded and uh, reserve judgment until future races. Yeah, and I graded a C for this race. Yeah. I'm not grading a C overall. I'm not I'm not already you know sour on the whole thing. I think different tracks are going to produce different results yeah. and the aero package is going to work in some places. So, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I I I I do though applaud NASCAR for giving it a shot at the very least. Um yeah. I think it's important for them to try out new things, and and I'm glad that they're at least giving it a try. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how well that try plays out, but yeah. So uh, with this, uh, aside from the cup race, we did mm-hmm. have a little bit of Xfinity and truck news. Uh, if you wanna, if you wanna chat a little bit about that. Yeah, his name is Kyle Bush. Mm. He uh, drives a variety oh, of I've cars, but guy. they always end up in victory lane. It's just yeah. a weird thing. Uh, no homeboy out there racking up wins 197, 198, I believe, uh, across the three series. Yeah. Um, he does, I, I, so it was interesting. It was something I was looking up was, you know, obviously Richard Petty, the all too famous 200 wins in the monster energy series. Um, that's not how many wins he has across all of NASCAR series though. He happens to have one 
in the NASCAR convertible series, which I did not know what? existed. Yes. They drove <laughs> convertibles. Oh, like with so these good. you know, you think the halo looks kinda weird yeah. on on the, the those cars. This they had this like roll cage thing like above the driver's oh, head. And that was the only protection. That's like the like I didn't I didn't look into it to see if anyone died, but I would not be surprised in yeah. the slightest. I really uh, wish that they would have to every pit stop switch the roof from open to closed or closed to open. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you had to run at least one stage with the roof down. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ryan Blaney's long hair billowing in that breeze. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no helmet too when you when you uh, go top beautiful. down. Beautiful, yeah. <laughs> Gotta see the faces. It's amazing. All right. But uh, but yeah, there was a convertible series and he did win one, one race there and actually it was at uh Darlington, um, which okay. is uh where the Southern five hundred came from, uh, believe it or not. It was actually first a convertible race. Hmm. Um yeah, weird, weird bit of NASCAR trivia yeah. that I, I found out. But, yeah, Kyle Busch, 197, 198, uh, uh, you know, frowny face. He has to get um, 201 to uh two, 201 the, to tie the man. Tie the, uh, yeah. 202. He did a, I, I think he did a good job, kind of like LeBron does when talking about MJ. It's just like it's a different thing, different era. Like, they're not comparable. I'm not yeah. winning 200 at the Monster Energy level. Uh, you know, I think for Kyle Busch, uh, his I think his number that he really wants to get to for Monster Energy is is like Jeff Gordon's number, given that that was his favorite driver growing up. Mm. Uh, just my guess for him. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. So. Um, but yeah, but I think uh, you pointed out Natalie Decker. Uh, yeah. Oh, just a good weekend, I think overall for the ladies. Natalie Decker yes. and Haley Deegan. Yeah. Yeah, Natalie Decker thirteenth. Deegan won her first K and N race. Um, a second, well, second K and N. Oh race. yeah, first, first K and N race of the season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. I, I've been seeing some people talking online about Natalie Decker just being a pretty face and just like driving the car, and that she's mm-hmm. going to be disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so it's it's cool to see that three races in, she's actually starting to figure things out. Thirteenth, nothing to uh, frown at. No, not um, at all. And she's got really good equipment, so yeah. this is to be expected. Um, the fact I, – I expect her to at least have a top 10 by race 5, mm. mm-hmm. just given her equipment. So Yeah, yeah. It'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how that progresses. Your boy yeah. Ross Chastain, though. Oh, man, yeah. Bad. Just logging laps. That's his, that's his thing. Uh, Ross Chastain, all right. Running all three series again, as he does. Uh, I know he finished. I think he finished a lap off the pace in the Xfinity series, but uh, not not to have a bad finish. I think he finished thirteenth. Uh, I want to say okay. Um, and then in the uh, uh, Gander Mountain Outdoor series uh, with the trucks, he finished in tenth. Oh wait, no, I had it backwards. He finished a lap down in the truck race. So uh, okay. I'm just trying to see how many laps he's like not running. Basically, right? Yeah. He's running so many. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he finished. Uh, no, I he did if finish. He's exhausted. Oh, he's got to be, man. He's got to be no so way. tired after all these. He's got to be looking forward to these weekends where he's just going to be running one series. Yeah, and actually, after all of those wrecks in the uh, in the Xfinity series, he actually did end up finishing seventh. Oh, um, so I had to, I just had to nice. look that up, but but yeah, that was uh, it was kind of crazy. It was some good good racing in the Xfinity series this week, man. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I need to go back and check it out. Yeah, Looking forward to this coming week, though. I'm going to try to watch uh, as much of it as I can. I do have a buddy coming over to watch the cup race. So nice. at the very least, be paying a lot of attention to that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I will technically be out of town, but I will be tuning in regardless as you the good fan that I am. Better or else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I figure you'll be messaging me and telling me <laughs> stuff anyway. So Yeah, I'll do my best. Uh, speaking of next week, let's mm-hmm. talk about it. What what sort of action do you think we're going to be seeing there? Oh man, Phoenix, the old ISM, mm. uh, new track. I just want to point that out first off. Uh, not well, I guess not new track, but new infield. Really, really awesome. Uh, I was uh, checking all this stuff out on the train ride this morning. Um, they've got all all of this new setup, all of this new fan experience. Oh, nice. Probably a really awesome experience. I think it's something that you mm-hmm. and I have actually talked about trying to get out to. Yeah, um, I think I'm we're excited even more now. Hopefully, to possibly do playoffs that. this year. Yeah, uh, that'd be great. Assuming everything some, comes together, that is uh, interesting. You say that that they've been working on that new experience because I looked up the schedule for the this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I was at work and really hoping that I could watch practice or something today. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Very hopeful on a Thursday. I hope uh, your coworkers are not listening. Uh, no, they would never. They... <laughs> NASCAR, anyway. they don't know the word. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, it seemed like they had all kinds of cool events going on. They even had a cornhole tournament. Oh, that they beautiful. Had two hours blocked out for. And then oh, man. Like, two musical events coming up after that. So it seems like it, it's cool to see that they're actually putting meaningful effort into, you know, entertaining the fans. Yeah, not to go too much into it, but I, I think it's a really good topic for an off week kind of thing. But um, what a lot of people, especially if you're a listener and you're not super into NASCAR, you're not into a race or you're just listening because you love us. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, there's, there's this huge, uh, there's this great thing about NASCAR about like the community and like going out and like tailgating for, for the whole weekend. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Something that I've uh, been able to enjoy so many, so many times in my life. And, um, I think like when, when NASCAR started to decline a little bit, uh, people didn't want to go out for the whole weekend anymore. And it kind of, it hurt the truck race, uh, uh, the, the, yeah. uh, gain amount outdoor series and it hurt the Xfinity series, uh, in terms of attendance. Um, but things like this, things like getting concerts for the Friday night, for the Saturday, um, having, you know, a cornhole, a cornhole co- contest or whatever. Yeah. Um, that's getting you there to enjoy a whole weekend with the family, the kids can go free to a lot of the racetracks this year or in even the last couple of years. Those are the things that NASCAR is doing, right? Yeah. They're not getting points for. I am giving them points. I give them all of the points, uh, as many as I'm allowed to give, um, which is probably like seven or something. I'll allow um, a decent Thanks, number. man. Yeah. I'll give them nine then. Okay. All right. Uh, all right but well, yeah, okay. To get into it. the racing action, which is probably what people care more about. Um, I expect to see a lot of kind of what we saw at Las Vegas um maybe maybe a little bit faster i i was hearing actually really good things about yeah. what, people, what the drivers were expecting for yeah. this weekend um and then you had posted an article that i did not read so so i'm not going to talk about <laughs> it uh, about about the phoenix speeds and there was like a nascar tire uh-huh. warning like goodyear was issuing a, a tire warning yeah right? yeah yeah goodyear uh issued a tire warning to all the teams to explicitly they stated that they need to follow their tire pressure recommendations because Goodyear gives mm. recommendations at every single track of what the yeah. tire pressures, the safe tire pressures are. And they mm. gave an extra special warning this weekend because uh, the lap times at Phoenix are actually faster this year than they have been previously. Yeah. I feel like at some of these flatter tracks, that's going to be. Expected, oh yeah. So. Yeah. So I I am really really looking forward to this race. I think it's going to be an interesting one. The yeah. higher downforce means that you can go around the corner, you mm-hmm. get more traction going around the corner, but you get that traction through your tires. So that's why Goodyear's ended up giving this warning because it puts more pressure on the tires, more force on the tires, makes them hotter, and there's a very very good chance. I don't think that we're going to go caution free this race. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we are going to see tires go down. We're going to see drivers struggle a lot with that, and we're going to see tire management become a very interesting thing this race. Oh, yeah. Those guys are not going to follow that tire warning at oh, all. Oh, no. Uh, uh-huh. Like, certain teams will, uh, like, uh, BJ B. McLeod or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, no, everyone else, man, they're pushing it. Like, that's that's just what they do. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, do you have anything uh, that's your, your else you're looking for in this race or just, uh... Uh, just excited? You know, I think we're going to see some interesting, uh, one, one cool thing about this track is the dog leg, mm-hmm. which you can get a shortcut going down. So it's going to be interesting to see drivers, whether they choose the dog leg shortcut or whether they choose to continue drafting behind. Yeah. I don't driver. think be, just because of the speeds here, uh, and I, I get that they're a little bit faster, but they're not that fast. Yeah. I think it's, and, and Vegas proved this to me. I, I think it's better to just cut the dog leg. Like, like yeah. that's what they're going to do. Yeah. I think uh, so. I don't think they're going to fall in line. So I think we're going to be seeing some, uh, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting racing. You know, I, it's interesting because I used to not like Phoenix and then mm-hmm. I actually watched a few races at Phoenix and now it's become, one of my favorite tracks. Yeah, it's, it's just one of the like, better tracks, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting track, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm really looking forward to this weekend. I want more non cookie cutter tracks, and I would never classify Phoenix as a cookie cutter no, track. So. Absolutely not. Yeah, so. it's a really good one. Cool. So, uh, if we can take a little step back mm-hmm. to this past week oh, and move into our favorite segment, fan favorite segment, the Winer of the Week. 
Who we got this week? Wow. Uh, oh, uh, oh, do I get to nominate someone or do, can I just like choose? Uh, you can choose. It's Kyle Bush. I think yeah, we both it knew is. it was Kyle Bush, yeah, so yeah, yeah. it didn't really matter if I was yeah. going to choose. Are you going to choose? When we were talking about it beforehand and trying to figure out who it was, uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to say Kyle Bush, but I didn't want to sound basic. Yeah, so but, I was but it very was, relieved though, when you right? said Kyle Bush. It yeah. absolutely was. Yeah. It, I he got interviewed after the truck race, and this is like a couple hours after he's mm-hmm. been in victory lane or an hour or something. And uh, he he like got interviewed and was like, "Oh, how were the cars? You know, how were they to drive?" And he was just like, he was basically upset that he wasn't able to win easier. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like he was he was upset that the cars kept them closer. Uh, like, and I was just like, "Dude, uh-huh. oh my god, all right." Yeah. And so I wasn't gonna give him wine of the week for that. That's a, you know whatever. But then, you know, Sunday comes and he doesn't win. So obviously he's going to be upset. So what's he going to take these pot shots at? Because he's going to do it all year. It's going to be at the Euro package. And so he's just, you know, complaining. And, and it's something that, you know, I, I saw and I and I was a little complaining about too. Uh, but, you know, he was just mad that he couldn't he couldn't stay off the, you know, th- uh, throttle less time than Joey Logano or Brad Keselowski and make up time. And it's and it's like, all right, dude, but we're all running with that same package. So it's not like it's not like they were able to stand on their throttle more than you could. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just where the racing is right now. Uh the fact that he's still finishing up front, yeah. um, I think is a testament to I mean, him as a driver and that team. Yeah. Um dude finished and, and, third this and, week. Yeah, I mean, so it's just winer of the week, man. Winer yeah. of the week. Yeah. If you finish third and you're complaining that much especially if you win in truck and then you're like oh it wasn't easy enough to win those two together yeah get out of here again you can you can totally uh like he he can have constructive criticism and he won't earn winer of the week so i hope he hears this and and we can fight or something listen up by the way him and i share a birthday so when may 2nd comes around I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to do something. Get him a birthday card that challenges him to a fight. Yeah, or to an iRace. Or to an, an iRace race that yeah. ends in a fight. Ooh. Yeah. Now you're talking okay. my language. Yep. Farziga, sponsor it. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what Farziga does. Do I don't either. Okay. It's I probably name, should have learned that before starting yeah, to like pump so. their name in here. I don't we need legal representation. Honestly <laughs> now that you've said that I don't think they're going to sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Probably not. <laughs> well hopefully we not Cheetos is still on the bandwagon. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Winer of the week, Kyle Bush. That's your second one of the year. Uh keep it up. He's buddy. doing well. We definitely we we should keep track of those winer of the week standings. Oh I am, I am. Okay, I, I've got it written down. So way ahead of you you're my hero all right so i think this brings us into my favorite section which is our rapid fire i agree yeah it does bring us into that all right yeah all right uh do you want to go first because i feel like i've had to go first uh you have and i mean you asked if i want to Is that's one of my rapid fire questions you're not answering whoa okay yeah dang it that's that's clever as heck man uh I, I will go first. Okay. Uh, so uh, if there is a crash, we were talking about group quality earlier. Do you mm-hmm. think that if, how many crashes do you think it will take for them to move away from group quality? Crashes not, and, I, and I'm not talking about like blowing a tire or crashes like we've seen previously, but crashes as a result of moving to group quality. Hmm. How many do we need to see before they change it? Honestly, I don't, even if we saw a crash at like, okay, if if we, I'll just give a percentage. If we saw a crash at like 50% of the qualifying's happening, um, then I think they would change it. Mm. But until that point happens, they're just going to want to amp that. Like if a crash happens to yeah. me, like look how exciting qualifying is. They're actually wrecking. They're trying that hard. <laughs> like they're going to, they're going to love that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, until until the, the teams complain of like you're trying to make this cheaper and yet we're racking cars mm-hmm. during qualifying. Come on. Yeah. Uh, it's not gonna happen. So, all right. Uh, you know, keeping with the classics, I've got a trivia more so question for you. So, uh, no on track incidents to bring out a caution uh, since 2002. And uh, at which racetrack did that happen? I, and I was talking about Las Vegas having no on track incidents as yeah. well. Yeah. 
Oh, man. I feel like it's got to be a boring track. Um, Maybe. If this turns out to be like Talladega or something, I'm going to be really angry at myself. I've had like so much Jaeger that I don't necessarily know the answer, but okay. if you say it, I'll okay. know if you got it right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say uh, Chicago. Uh, it is Talladega. Dang it! No! <laughs> Are you kidding me? Nice. All right. Uh, so a, a follow-up question, um, oh. just just to shot in the dark here. How many times has Talladega had Come a uh, race without any on-track incidents? Man, I was feeling Talladega too. Yeah. But it just seems ridiculous. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm really distraught right now. Uh, how many times re- has Talladega not gotten it? Yeah. That's yeah. just, I mean, this really, you know, I hate to quit, keep harping on it, but this is a heartbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> This would oh, be man, like I if last my, week, my if I ones. said, yeah, this I mean, you're destroying it. If this would be like last week, if I said, man, I really feel like Ryan Blaney was one of the three, but and you didn't uh, get I don't it, know. Yeah. Uh, how many times since it opened? Yeah, so since they've been racing at Talladega, and I'm only talking about the top series, have they gone completely caution-free, no on-track incidents? I'm going to say like six. Two, just two. Uh, it was like 2002, and actually I don't have the other year written down, but I want to say it was like 1998 or 96 or something like that. Uh, I remember Mark Martin won it because then he held the like track race speed, uh, uh, like average race speed All right. record for like forever. So. Well, I don't feel too bad about that second question, but <laughs> the first yeah. one I'm really disappointed. I'm glad I really still. hurt you with that one. You All did, right, your, yeah, your turn. deep down. Uh, okay. Uh, which of the young drivers do you think – is most likely to have a uh, meaningful rivalry. And who would they have it with? All right, wait, which of the... Say that again? Which of the young drivers do you think is most likely to have some sort of meaningful rivalry within the next few years? With another young driver? Uh, Sure. Or just with anyone? Or with anyone. Oh, okay. Well, I feel like some... I, well, I guess we're not counting Joey Logano as a young driver anymore then. Because mm. Joey's had friggin' rivalries with everyone at this mm-hmm. point. Uh, hmm. Like a good, intense, good rivalry. I'd say the two that come to mind are actually Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott, and I and part of that I think is because Ooh. of the fan bases. Yeah, I think both fan bases uh think that um well the Chase Elliott fan base is very brainwashed into thinking that he's the you know second greatest coming you know mm-hmm. or, or second coming of whatever. Yeah. Um, but like the Kyle Larson fan base is like we can tell that this guy can drive, but he doesn't get the respect of Chase Elliott. So how dare they? You know. Yeah. Um. So I'd say like those two, and I think it like it all comes back to that one time that they were both trying to race into the All Star race, and they like bumped and crashed to the line just to make it in, and then Kyle Larson did win that and like made it in the All Star race, and then Chase Elliott won the fan vote anyway because he's Chase Elliott. Oh uh, yeah. So good times. Uh, but yeah, I'd say I'd say those two. Okay. What about you? I like I'm I'm curious about your answer to that. Um, I feel like I wouldn't be super surprised to see someone like our friend, young Ryan Blaney. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's, I feel like he's a very chill guy with a lot of yeah. the interviews, but yeah. I feel like in large part that is because he feels a responsibility to come across as chill. And I think if the atmosphere around NASCAR changes, I would not be surprised to see him get irritated with another driver. Yeah. Um, Maybe maybe in a few years he might get ir- irritated with the younger driver, which would be really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think he's like uh, he's definitely like yeah. one of those hidden hotheads for sure. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, and and I think well, the one nice thing about like when we're trying to determine this is it can really only be some of these better drivers, like the guys the guys that are going to win. Rivalries are only good when both people are winning. Right? Yes, like no one's rivals with LeBron and the Lakers right now because they suck. Yeah. i say that because the lakers and the celtics play this week so um all right so my next question is are the top four from las vegas the big four this year if you need if you need a rundown Uh, it was joey logano brad keselowski kyle bush and kevin harvitt um another way i could just phrase it just to make it a yes no is those four Will they be the four that have the most wins on the year? Hmm. Oh, boy. I could definitely see most wins. 
I feel like there's going to be five or six cars that are highly competitive this year. Okay. I feel uh, like we've pro- seen... Probably like throwing in like Martin Truex maybe there. Yeah. Uh, I think Kyle Larson is going to look good too. Mm-hmm. Um, Although his, his his teammate's been outperforming him in my opinion. Uh, Kurt Busch doing, yeah. doing great stuff. Yeah. Really proving that Jamie McMurray did not know I mean, drive. yeah. I mean, I I think... And, and I honestly wouldn't be surprised if saying six competitive cars is an underestimate. And again, in large part, take another shot. It's down to this aero package. Mm-hmm. It evens the playing field. And um, whether that means that it makes it easier for bad drivers or whether that means that it lowers the engineering difficulty and then drivers are able to show their abilities more you know that's that's up for debate but i would not be surprised if we see like logano harvick hamlin bush keselowski the other bush and larson and truex all Mm -hmm. competing consistently against each other you know not necessarily always at every track we'll see all these guys competing but i think that we are going to be seeing all of these guys throughout the entire season yeah uh, i think so against each other uh, at least for me, I would say like my prediction on the season as of this point is yes, those four are the big four. But like you said, I think there will be people that will obviously win a couple races, uh, and 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 be in the conversation to be like, oh, yeah. maybe I'm a big four driver, or maybe I'm just yeah. just outside, you know. I so. basically just took your question and made it a lot easier for me to answer. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. basically just took it and <laughs> threw it in the garbage. So uh, I do what I can. I'm glad you appreciated it. Cool. All right. Uh, your My final, final question. question. Uh, I went with the two relatively serious and one goofy strategy this week. Oh, yeah. That's a good shot. Who do you think will be most frustrated with Michael Dwaltrip in the pit lane this year? <laughs> uh, nothing's ever going to top him <laughs> dropping a taco on it's Denny so Hamlin's good. car. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I kind of wish that he would do something as stupid as that again. It's just, it's just uh-huh. a top moment. Who's going to be pissed at him this week? You know what? Uh, I'm going to go with Chad Knauss. Every single time I feel oh. like Chad Knauss ends up on there, and I, yeah, I didn't even oh. pick a driver. Every single That's time a, Chad yeah. Knauss is on there, I feel like he's mad at Michael anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, he's just going to be Chad Knauss. Dang. That's a good answer. What about you? Oh, I hadn't even thought about me. Um, oh, man. It's supposed to be rapid fire, man. Oh, boy. Last week, there was a question that you had thought of an answer to, but you, you answered before <laughs> faster than I have right now. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> if I say Ryan Newman again, my same answer is last. No, yeah. I, I don't feel like Ryan Newman would get irritated. I feel like he's old enough that he won't get that upset at Michael Waltrip anymore. Yeah. He Plus, gets he gets like he's endless Oscar minor wieners right now. Like, yeah. that makes any person happy. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. All right. I feel like uh, Harvick, if God, anyone, God. to answer God. the question. Go, 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 Harvick. go, go, go. Harvick, yeah, okay, yeah. Harvick's just pissed off at the world. That's yeah. That's my reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Um, yeah. All right. My my turn for I got a silly one too. So. Oh, tight. Okay. Uh, which driver is hiding a superpower, and what is that superpower? Whoa. Um, I feel like it is uh, the fifty one and fifty two have a joint superpower of uh talking <laughs> to each other through their brains. Because of the level of like synchronicity when they had that double spin out at Daytona, <laughs> yeah, and uh, aren't they part of the same team? Yeah, <laughs> and they're number fifty one and fifty two. Yeah, just one number apart. Illuminati, yeah. you know? it's Illuminati. Yeah, uh, confirmed. All yeah. right, um, and yeah, I did not think of an answer to this one. But okay. don't worry. What's I'm, funny? I'm what's funny was when I was trying to think of an answer to this, I thought of. Who's most likely to be the serial killer? Because like that's the question that I would normally ask in this situation. <laughs> um, but I thought maybe it was a little too dark. But honestly, yeah. it's Paul Menard. It's uh, absolutely Paul oh, Menard. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, man. That dude is absolutely Paul, the killer. stop tuning in if you're tuning in right now. Yeah, and also Cole Murphy. Uh, we all know that you're the secret killer yeah. that we know. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Also, right, cool. Cole, if you're tuning in, stop. Don't, don't, don't tell them this. I'm just kidding. We still got to go over the standings. Oh, yeah. All right. At least stick around for the standings. All right. Well, the standings are yours. I thought you did such oh, a good job with them last you. week. Oh, I try. So last week we went over 10, but this week you made a very good point, which is that we should go over the top 16 because that's who gets into the playoffs. That's all I do is make good points. So. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So let's run them down. Uh, right now, first place, Joey Logano. Woo. Up four places this week. 
Ah, well, he won. Yeah, good reason to get up there. 133 points. Kevin Harvick down by two in second place. Denny Hamlin lost two positions this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kyle Busch in fourth. Brad Kozlowski, Kyle Larson, Ricky Stenhouse, Martin Truex, Eric Jones in ninth, Kurt Busch in tenth, Eric Almirola, 11th. Mm -hmm. Then Alex Bowman, Clint Boyer, Chase Elliott in 14th, my boy Ryan Blaney in 15th, and then finishing it up for Will Hendrick Motorsports, William Byron, and sad part for Hendrick Motorsports, 17th. I know he'd say only do 16, 17th, no, Jimmy it's, Johnson. It's, yeah, worth mentioning. He's yeah. one He's one point out. One Suarez, below. three points out. Uh-huh. Newman, four points out. Uh, Menard, five. Dylan, outside. Both Dylans outside. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what? Everyone that's outside, I have no reason to know. Like everyone that's like twentieth and further and further up, uh, even maybe even Austin Dillon, I could see any of them making it into the top sixteen. But it is worth noting, yeah, Jimmy Johnson, the back of the Hendrick pack. I know, so, yeah. So surprising to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe Chad Canals is a superpower. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. All right, well, any uh, any last notes Man, from the new guy? I think that's about it. You know, we uh, before this podcast, we said that it didn't need to last fifty minutes. And, oh uh, no, did it really? Wow. We are. This might be our longest one yet. So We're talkers, for anyone man. that is stuck around this whole time, thank you for listening. I hope you, you enjoyed guys are the it. Best. Seriously, the best. Yeah. Uh, quick shout out from me. I know that my mom has been listening to this a bit in the car, and uh, our dog is always in the car. So Chauncey. <laughs> You're a good boy. Oh man, dang! I can't give that shout out. Yeah. Uh, but but hey, I did put in an application to get a dog. Total total aside. Oh, great, nice, great thing yeah. to talk about. But yeah, maybe well, I'll have a dog that can listen to my podcast. I'll give too. a shout out to your dog in future podcasts. Thanks, man. Don't worry. All right, Farsiga. I'm gonna name the dog Farsiga. So. <laughs> Smart. Uh, all right. Well, that's all. That's all we got for you here at the Big One Podcast. Uh, please again follow us uh, at Twitter for all of our content, especially during race weekends. I think we're providing uh, nice insight and, and, and talking about things uh, that again we might recap during the podcast, or we may not. It could be completely separate content. Yeah. Uh, and that's at Podcast Big One on Twitter. Um, and then yes, we're on Spotify now. Look us up there. It's the Big One Podcast uh, NASCAR. Got to got to throw that NASCAR in there unless you like the keywords. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.